the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every moment of every day when I get up in the morning, I get up. God loves me today. God loves me all day long. God loves me when I go to bed. God loves me. God loves you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. It's a joy to welcome you again. We're located at the Largo Community Church, and we're going to go into the sanctuary, and we're going to hear the message, God is love. It says in 1 John chapter 4, beginning to read at verse 8, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Notice that, that we might live through Him. In Jesus, we're alive. Without Jesus, we are dead in trespasses and in sins. Friends who know Jesus, you know what I'm talking about today. But listen, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, right now where you are, Jesus is there to hear your prayer, your confession, bring you into the kingdom of God, and you will know life, abundant life. That's why he came. Friend, come with me into the sanctuary. Listen to this message. Christians, be built up in the faith and live for Jesus. Jesus will live in you and you will live the abundant life. Come with me into the sanctuary. Let's hear the message, God is love. This message that I'm going to preach this morning, I've already preached it one time to my son in the hospital in Columbia, South Carolina this past week. Trina and I didn't know it, but he had been in there several days. And then we got an email from him telling us that he said, Mom and Dad, I need to let you know what's going on. We had no idea. He's been stricken with cancer. His wife has just come through a terrible bout with cancer. And we hadn't seen Shelly for a while, but Shelly has, has lost a lot uh, during those terrible times. And uh, I don't know that I... I may have recognized her. I, I didn't realize what had happened uh, to the extent uh, that uh, she had suffered. And uh, she's still going through the, the last stages of coming out of this serious time herself with cancer. And then our son Jack was diagnosed uh, with uh, lymph nodes, cancer in his lymph, no- lymph nodes, around his heart. And when we got there, he had two, two tubes coming out of his chest, draining off the fluid, shortness of breath. Uh, that's what caused him to finally go to the doctor and check it out to see what was wrong with him. And uh, he's about, what, 54 years old? And uh, friend, you never know when life's going to take a turn on you. You never know. That's why it so pays to serve God, be ready, love one another, love God. I'm so thankful that my son and his wife are saved 
in Christ. They go to a wonderful church, and um, they have a great pastor, and he has a, 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 a video that comes out every, every day. You get, your, get a little video of him bringing a little devotion. I'm going to try to give you some on the phone, and so if you'll just let me do that, I'll, I'll be able to, to do that. But uh, the younger daughter who just graduated from high school, this is her second year to go with her church youth group to Trinidad to do missionary work. And she's down there in Trinidad doing missionary work. And the other daughter is going to go into her senior year. So that family is, uh, they're calm. Their trust is in God. But while, while I was in the hospital room, uh, he asked me, so Dad, what are you going to preach on Sunday? So I, I said, I just happened to have my sermon notes with me. You know, the Bible says you've got to be ready all the time. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to preach. Friend, you've got to be ready to die. You've got to be ready to be diagnosed with heart disease or, or with cancer. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. That's our responsibility. And when we're ready, he's always on the throne. He's always ready. So I pulled out my notes and I gave him my sermon and um, I wouldn't be surprised he's in church right now, or he may be streaming this message. But um, uh, I got about halfway through it, and I thought, well, maybe I'm boring him. And I asked him, I said, uh, you, you want me to continue on? And, and he, oh, absolutely. I want you to preach that, sir. bring that sermon to me. And so uh, you're, you're going to get it secondhanded this morning, okay? <laughs> but uh, this is a sermon for everybody. God loves you. That, that should be the theme of my life and your life, that God loves you. Wouldn't that be something if every moment of every day, when I get up in the morning, I get up, God loves me today. God loves me all day long. God loves me when I go to bed. God loves me. God loves you. Now, I'm going to ask two questions. This part, I didn't ask my son. I didn't give this part to him. So when I get through these two questions uh, that um, I'm going to ask you, But then I'm going to answer for you. How about that? (laughs) So I'm going to ask you, then I'm going to answer for you. The questions are directed at those of you who are really born into Christ. You really know the Lord. I think I already know what your answer is going to be. So the first question is, does God love you? Okay, you've already answered that, didn't you? (laughs) Your answer would be yes. If you're a saved, born-again Christian, your answer is yes. I know he loves me. Well, the second question, how do you know that? How do you know he loves you? Well, I think your answer would come back with, he tells me in his word that he loves me. And secondly, he died on the cross and demonstrated his love for me. So you are loved with an everlasting love, the love of God. God loves you. Now, Christ died for our sins 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, he wrote in the Gospels that he loves us. Repeatedly in the four Gospels, he wrote that. After his leaving this world, the disciples in 24 epistles or 24 books, they repeatedly wrote, God loves you. Friend, there is no reason in the world for you and me not to know that God loves us. He has repeatedly, the disciples has repeatedly, there's 27 books in the New Testament. Four of them, Jesus says over and over again, I love you. 
The remaining 24, over and over again, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the disciples wrote, God loves you. How many times do you and I need to be told that God loves us? We are living in God's love. That should be the theme of our life. Now, I I heard a story some time ago. Uh, This lady asked her husband, do you love me? And he looked at her very sternly. And he said, well, I want you to get this. I want you to hear what I'm going to say. 20 years ago, I told you that I loved you. Now, should that ever change? (laughs) I'll let you know. But until I let you know, it still stands. Have you told your spouse today that you love him or her? Go ahead and you need to do it if he's around. <laughs> well, the Lord told us 2,000 years ago he loved us. 2,000 years ago, the Bible written by the apostles, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he loves us 2,000 years ago. Now, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? God doesn't lie. He made it, and there it is, a a message of love to our hearts. That's been 2,000 years ago. But here it comes today. How do you know right now that you are being loved? If you did, (laughs) I'm not going to say what I thought I was going to (laughs) say. No. When you know you're loved, there's a different attitude, a different disposition, a different expression. Everything is different because love is the greatest power and force in the world. Love changes lives. Love changed mine and yours when the love of Jesus came in. Now, it's, it's easy to say, yes, I'm loved. You know, when I'm healed, when the problem is gone, the pain is gone, no more financial problems. But when I'm beset with problems, with difficulties... There's obstacles in my way, uh, and life has a downturn to it. Uh, Then it's not quite as easy to say, God loves me. But when everything is going fine, oh, you can say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm loved. Uh, I feel so good. Hey, but when you don't feel so good, God's love is still just the same. It's there, just the same. Now, God's love is unfailing. God loved you. Listen to me, friend. Before you were born, God loved you. When you were being made in your mother's womb, God loved you. When you were born into this world, God loved you. When you stumbled and fell and didn't act like a Christian, God loved you. And he loved you at that time. He loved you before you stumbled. He loved you when you stumbled. He loved you after you stumbled. Now, he doesn't love the things that we do that are wrong. The Apostle Paul said in, I believe it's Romans 6, 1, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No, we're not just going to go out there and sin. We're not going to do that. But whether we sin or whether we don't sin, that doesn't alter God's feelings toward us in any way. God loves us still And he always will love us, uh, even the people that are lost forever and don't go to heaven. Uh, He hates their sin, but he loves them. And so I'm to love all people, even though I may disagree with them theologically or or socially 
uh, or in philosophically or in some way, I'm still to love them and, and to treat them with love and with respect. Not my love. My love wears out. My love is impatient. My love won't last. But his love in me will last forever and ever. Can you say amen? amen? It's his love in you that is coming forth and being expressed. So regardless of the troubles, the illnesses, uh, the misfortunes, uh, uh, God still loves you. Regardless of the failures uh, and the numbers of times you fall, God still loves you. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying it because there are some people who feel that I've done so wrong, I've been so bad, I've done this wrong thing or this bad thing that God doesn't love me as much as he used to love me. Friend, God's love doesn't go up and down like yours. (laughs) No, he doesn't turn it off and on like a spigot. God's love is constant. God's love is perfect. God's love is forever. It never changes. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. I came to the Church of Friendship and Joy about 12 years ago. The ministries here are wonderful. Our small groups are wonderful. It's a home away from home, so I am so thankful and grateful to have found Largo Community Church. Uh, Having attended many churches around the country and even worldwide on a military basis, I'm really surprised to see how much I've been drawn to Largo Community Church. I'm Linda, retired commander of the United States Navy. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. A number of years ago, a lady came to me for counseling from another church at another another town. It's been so long ago that this happened. And uh, she came in my office and she maybe was around 42, 43 years old. She had had two abortions before she received Christ as her savior. And from what I could understand, these were late abortions. I don't know where she got the abortion and who did it, but I think it was very serious. And, uh, but she did know that the fetus that was aborted two times, two different times, there were little girls. She knew their sex. And she sat there, now that she's a Christian, and the tears just flowed. I couldn't say a word. I just had to let her cry. I didn't know what to say to her. She just cried and cried that she did this to her two little daughters, she would call them, her daughters. And after she gained some composure after a period of time, I asked her, I said, when, when did you do this? When did this happen? And she told me the year. And I thought, and I began to think, and I, I truly believe the Holy Spirit worked through me and gave her what she needed to hear. When the, when a, when a, at conception, we are a person. We are a person at conception. And when she aborted those two little girls, those two little babies, they were 
people when she aborted them. And uh, again, I think it was a late abortion, which even made it more serious, if such a thing could be more serious. And I counted the years, and I said, uh, those little fetus, those fetus, I don't believe there's still a fetus in heaven. I don't know how we grow in heaven or if we do grow in heaven, but I don't believe a fetus that has been aborted and goes to heaven because all of them do go to heaven. All babies go to heaven, no doubt about that. There's no sin there. Uh, they go to heaven. So, but those two fetus don't remain a fetus throughout all eternity. So they must grow. And so I mentioned to her that that was some years ago. Those two little fetus, those two little daughters are now teenagers in heaven. And they love their mother. And they know now their mother is a Christian. And they're waiting in heaven to receive their mother someday. Friend, God loves us. And I was able to tell her that God loves you even though you did what you did. There is no sin. There is nothing that we can do to cause God to change his mind toward us as far as loving us. And that lady left knowing that she has treasure in heaven. My daughter had a couple of mis, uh, uh, miscarriages. And I'm wondering now, and I'm thinking now, that I've got a couple of grandchildren in heaven. And I'm going to meet them someday. Friend, life is real, but heaven is more real. Do you believe in heaven? Oh, I do. I truly do. And I know you do too. And God is good to all of us because he cares for us. He loves us. And there's nothing that you haven't done. He'll hear every confession and every repentance. He'll never stop loving you. And he'll forgive you when you make that confession and tell him about it. He'll be right there to come and to bless you with great abundance. He is a God of love. God is love. This is what the scripture says. God is love. Now, God's love for his disciples was unchanging. And I believe this, and I really, truly feel it in my life and in my heart, that when the time came for Jesus to be executed, he's now in the upper room. They have the Lord's Supper. Only a matter of a few hours now, he's going to be executed. He takes them into Gethsemane, and there he drinks the sin, drinks their sin. He did it because he loved them. He wanted them in heaven someday with him. But I truly believe that, uh, that those three years came very, passed very quickly. Those three years of his earthly ministry. The end was near. But he must have felt a deep disappointment for the disciples' lack of spiritual growth. Now, they were with him day in and day out for three years. But I'm sure there must have been a deep disappointment. And I feel sorry for Jesus sometimes. I really do. Because of our lack of spiritual growth and our commitment to follow him and our will will sometimes that we fall out with one another. God will never fall out with you or me. But those disciples, I, I looked at them and I, I just felt a sadness for Jesus. I mean, Thomas doubted him. How could Thomas doubt him when he saw him face to face year after year? The miracles, the teaching, he doubted him. Peter denied him three times. 
consecutively. He denied him, denied him, denied him, even took an oath and swore to it. I don't know that man. I swear on a stack of Bibles, I don't know that man. Now, he didn't say those very words, but the scripture says he took an oath and swore. He must have sworn by the temple or sworn by the throne of God, but he swore that he didn't know Jesus. Now, how could he do that when he had a revelation when Jesus said, whom do men say that I am? And he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. How can you say I love God one day and hate your brother that, or your sister? How, how can you do that? So, well, I don't hate anybody. I just don't want to be around them a whole lot. Friend, you've got hate in your heart, bitterness in your heart. That isn't Jesus. That's the devil in your heart. You need to confess and repent and get it out of there. God will never lose you and send you away from him. He'll never stop loving you, but you'll break his heart and you'll make him sad. Don't you care how you make Jesus feel sometimes? Friend, how dependable are you? How how dependable am I? His three most trusted disciples went to sleep when Jesus was going through his most severe crises of his life. When he was taking on the sins of the people, even their sins, they would go to sleep. He would go back and wake them up, and they'd go to sleep again. Sometimes you wonder, how serious are we about our religion and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, they all let him down after all of that time. You wonder something, you know, I've been going to church all my life. How can I act and behave towards another person the way I do when I've been part of the church and Christianity and a Christian and been baptized for all these years. But we do. We do. But I want you to know this. God answers prayer and forgives. God loves and never changes. He hears and answers our prayer. Now, the scripture says, having loved his own, John 13, 1, listen to me. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He still loved Peter. He still loved Thomas. He still loved Judas. He still loved the three who went to sleep on him. He still loved them. You see, friend, listen to me. You know the Bible? Love never fails. Say that out loud. God will love you forever. And if you have the love of God in your heart, you will love with his love and his power forever. Now, I'm going to the epilogue. I've got to close the sermon. But I I read this, and I want you to hear it. If you forget everything else I told you in this message, I want you to hear this. I want your ears right now. This is for you. This is for me. Jesus is praying. Have you ever listened in on another person's prayer? Unconsciously, sometimes we do. We just happen to hear what they're saying. Well, Jesus recorded his prayer, and we have it in John chapter 17. And here, here he prays, and here's what I want you to... Always, always, always remember. He's, praise, he's talking to the Father, and he says this. He said, I do not pray for these alone. I, you see that? Oh, there it is on the screen. I do not pray for those alone. He's talking about the disciples, the 12 disciples. Yes, I'm praying for them. Obviously, I, he, he is. He said, but I'm not praying for those alone. But also, remember this. Remember the but also. For those who will believe on me through their word or through the disciples' message, the word of God that they preach. His love has reached across time to today, the Largo Community Church, and wherever God's people are worshiping this morning. 
We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting The Healing Word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about the Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that are sure to encourage your spiritual formation in Christ. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.